Hey, welcome to the start of a new week. I hope you're you're having a great day. Uh, hope well and starting off wonderful for you this week. Yesterday was um, was kind of a big day, I, I think. And uh, the more I, I sit back and think about it, the more uh, significance I see in and what it was uh, that uh, Angie was talking about and, and leading us all into in, in that making that commitment or, or recommitment for, for Christ and um, the, the significance of what that means for us in terms of sound mind and, and uh, you know, having a solid foundation to build off, build off of. Uh, I, I think we need to, to recognize the significance of that and and really take a look at it uh, because w- without a, a solid foundation, we can't build anything that that's worthwhile uh, without getting to the base of the things uh, like making that commitment for Christ um, uh, to, to move forward with clean hands and, and a pure heart. Uh, we will be, uh, if we don't have that, we'll be building on, excuse me, building on the rubble of, of just ruins and, and there won't be anything that is solid and, and there to help take hold of anything. So, uh, start asking the question, what is our foundation? What is your foundation? Are you, uh, building something that, uh, building on something that needs to be examined, uh, first and, and then cleared away? Uh, it's just, it, it's an interesting thing, uh, how we have a hard time looking at that stuff in our own lives. It's easy to look at it in somebody else's life, but in our own lives to be able to look at and, and be examined by Holy Spirit and, and see what needs to be taken care of. It, it's interesting how we can, uh, uh, have this idea and believe that, uh, avoidance is the answer. Uh, you know, if, if I don't examine this thing and really look at it, um, maybe, maybe I'll be fine. Maybe it'll just go away and just sit over in a corner and, and gather dust. And I don't have to worry about it. Uh, I don't have to worry about whatever that is just kind of popping up at, at a moment's notice and, and wreaking havoc, you know, I'll be fine. It'll be okay. And, so what we did yesterday by making a commitment or or, or recommitment uh, for Christ, it, it affords you the opportunity to do a self-examination with uh, with Holy Spirit, you know, and don't do this on your own. Do it with Holy Spirit because you need the right uh, uh, lens to be looking at these things through. You know, we have to have an understanding of what needs to be dealt with, right? What are the things that you need to be delivered from. It's a real question. There's, there's something in everyone's life that, that can be taken care of. And so uh, what are those things? And don't be scared of these things. Don't be scared to, to be examined by Holy Spirit. God's not scared of these things. Uh, we shouldn't be scared of them either. However, uh, uh, simply because God isn't scared, uh, of our compromise does not mean he wants it hanging around, uh, sending you deeper down that path. 
right? That, that uh, compromise path where you tolerate something uh, and then you start to uh, affirm it and then accept it and finally adopt that thing. And, and when you look at this, you know, tolerating something is, is a, a passive form of compromise. You, you may not actually be engaging in this thing, but you're also not taking an active stance against it because it, it's not something that belongs in the kingdom. So tolerance, this is a, a, a passive compromise. And so we kind of let that slide in our minds. Doesn't mean we should, but it, it happens where, where we say, well, this isn't affecting me. So I can just, I can just let it happen over here or whatever the excuse is for tolerance. It's that passive form of compromise. And from there, there's, there's pressure to start affirming things. And this is where it gets a little bit more active where you, you say, okay, that's, that's your truth. That's okay for you. And, and you allow this stuff to, to go on. So now we're, we're moving away from that, that passive compromise into a more active compromise in, in affirmation. And then there's an acceptance. You just say, oh, this is just a normal part of life. It is what it is. And there's nothing we can do about it. And so you just accept it. Again, a little bit passive. But at the same time, you're, you're starting to say it's okay. So there's, there's voice action here in compromise. And then there's adoption where you take on whatever this compromise is and you start acting on it. And, and this, this is where you've moved from complete passive compromise into active compromise. Because now this, this has become part of your lifestyle. And you can see how compromise, it, it, it sneaks in with tolerance and eventually wants to work its way into your life, into a part of who you are. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's why this commitment that we were making yesterday is so significant. It's going to stop this compromise in its tracks, wherever it is, it will stop it. But we've got to take the time to look at these things and not be scared to look at them and know that, that God wants to deliver us from these things, to take them away and out of our lives and not just let them sit in the corner and be there so they can come back later when there, when there is an opportunity to get back in and get you into that passive compromise that leads to the active compromise. And this is hard sometimes for us to do Due to our own uh, stubborn egos, um, it, it can be difficult to come back from this. It can really be a struggle sometimes to, to uh, say I was wrong and, and, and make a shift and, and turn back to God. It can be difficult. But we can't let uh, ego and stubbornness and, and reputation be the thing that keeps us in compromise. It just cannot be the thing that keeps us in compromise. We can't allow it. And I, I don't want you doubling down and, and cementing yourself uh, in something and 
and find out that your building uh, has a foundation of ruins. It just can't be a, a thing that that you're wanting to have happen. So allow that self-examination to come through. Because if you can continue down this road of compromise, you have to ask yourself, am I rightly regarding God? Is, is the fear of the Lord something that I'm leading with? If, if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom, are you fearing him enough uh, so you can begin to even touch wisdom? To, to begin to start looking at at compromise, the compromise in your, in your life for what it really is, compromise. And not something we should be walking from uh, tolerance to adoption. And, and allowing that thing to be cut off and be delivered from it. I love this story in Matthew 7, and I want to read it. It's just a, a few verses. Matthew 7, I'm going to read verses 21 to 29. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the realm of heaven's kingdom. It is only those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly Father. So there's there's persistence there. Persistence in doing the will of of God. On the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons and do many miracles for the sake of your name? But I will have to say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came, with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came and the wind and waves beating upon his house, it collapsed and was swept away. By the time Jesus finished speaking, the crowds were dazed and overwhelmed by his teaching because his words carried such great authority, quite unlike the religious scholars. What he's describing here, if you've ever seen what a flood does to a house, it just picks it up and can carry it away. And the, the foundation he's talking about building our lives on and the temple of our being is a solid foundation of Jesus, of himself. That's what he's talking about here. And, and it says, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. H have you been joined to him? Have you made that commitment? That, that base commitment and, and foundation for him. If so, or, or have the people in your metrum made that commitment to be joined to him? I, I hope so. The, the commitment required here, it, it's quite clear. Uh, but I'm just glad to say that uh, my part of it, my part of, of all of this is pretty simple. 
simply believe. I don't have to bring anything else. And the great part of that is, is this tiniest measure of faith that I'm using here to simply believe was given to me anyways. I don't have to muster that up even. You know, that, that is given to me by Holy Spirit. And then I get to watch it grow. You know, there, there are stories where, where some people come into this commitment and this uh, understanding of what Jesus did by, by seeing miracles or, or having a, a miraculous thing done in their own lives. Uh, but not everybody comes that way. Oftentimes, it's just that that small little measure of belief uh, from, from something you hear that, that draws you in to just simply believe. And then you get to watch your faith grow from there. This Holy Spirit is going to grow your faith from there. It just, just have to remember, it's just that tiniest measure of faith is where you've been, you get to be joined with him. I want to jump over and read uh, Romans 5, and we're just going to read the first two verses. Romans 5, 1, 1 and 2. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to start over here. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness and has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope, excuse me, as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. Uh, if you haven't read the rest of that chapter recently, I highly recommend you go and do that. But uh, this, it, it's it's an opportunity to not just say, that uh, you're joined to Jesus, but to actually demonstrate it, right? We have that unique and wonderful opportunity to do that right now. Don't just talk about those things you've been gifted with. Don't just uh, continue to share over and over again those things. Start producing fruit. Get out there. And, and live the life that he's called you to live and, and see what he does. If, if he tells you to um, go walk around uh, a Walmart or whatever store, just tells you to go somewhere, go there. And then when you get in there, okay, where in this store do you want me to go? Great. He sends you over to the... Um, office supplies section. Now, now what? I'm here. Who am I looking for? What am I supposed to do here? And, and just go with that. Just follow those little leadings. Maybe it's not, maybe he doesn't want you there to talk to somebody. Maybe he wants you to get something for someone to take to them. 
I don't know. What's Holy Spirit telling you? He's given you these giftings. He'll teach you how to use them as you get out there and use them. But we've got to get out there and, and start doing these things and stop just talking about it. This entire uh, last few weeks that we've been talking about a sound mind, you've got to get it, uh, uh, get into that relationship and be joined to Jesus. So, so you have this sound mind. So you hear these things clearly. So you clearly uh, recognize and and know what uh, tactics the enemy is going to be trying to use against you. So you can just laugh at them when they come up because you already know they're coming. Remember that you have got access to a perfect relationship with God. Absolute perfect relationship. He's not trying to uh, uh, manipulate or use you or uh, nothing for his own gain. It is a perfect relationship. Are you going to use your access? Are you going to use that access or uh, avoid it and run the other way? Avoidance goes in, in that direction as well. Just taking that thing that that you need to be delivered from and, and putting it in the corner rather than than facing it and and dealing with it, you can do that same thing with this perfect relationship and stick it in the corner too, and avoid it. That for me hurts even more than wanting to just put compromise in the corner and not deal with it. Yeah, that's gonna that's not gonna be good for my life. Sure. But avoiding the perfect relationship, that's, to, for me, in, in my own being, that hurts even more. So will you be brave and, and examine the ruins to, to see where deliverance is needed? And, and you know, how are you using your, your all-access pass to the perfect relationship? Don't, don't wait till tomorrow to start answering these questions. Start answering them right now. Start asking them right now and seeking answers. He's got them there for you. I, I really sincerely hope that you you really dig into this. Look at the commitment you've made. Allow Holy Spirit to examine you and see where there's compromise. Lean in, push into that perfect relationship. And then, then get out there and start bearing fruit. Don't just continue to talk about it. Take some action. I would love to hear what action you're taking. I would love to hear uh, whatever it is you feel, well, not what you feel comfortable sharing. I would love to hear what it is God's asking you to share. For, for accountability's sake, to hold one another accountable. All right. I hope you all have a great week. And uh, we will be on Wednesday morning for unedited chats. And then Angie will be on Friday morning for life up here. So have a great week.